ETL Echo presents Mind and Body by Serena. Chapter 3 The world righted itself as Draco regained his bearings. Granger swayed slightly next to him. A flick of her wand turned on the lights, and a small sitting room appeared as she released his hands from the steel grip she'd had on him during the apparition. Sitting room. She made an encompassing circle with her arm, then waved to the doors leading from it. Kitchen and bedroom, and the bathroom is opposite to the entrance door to my flat. She pointed to an open doorway leading to a narrow corridor. I'm going to freshen up right quick. Draco looked around, a sense of curiosity overtaking the looming insecurity. He'd never been to a flat whose owner he was interested in, and he seized the opportunity to see how Granger lived her life away from the office. The room was oblong, with shelves adorning two walls from the floor to the ceiling. He could not help smirking a little to himself. This was just what he had expected from her. White, airy curtains covered a tall window on another wall, and the opposing fireplace looked as if it had been installed as an afterthought. To his relief, the flu network was currently off, which meant there would be no unexpected appearances from Potter or Weasley. Two big paintings of flowers decorated the walls, while the middle of the space was occupied by a small table with a posy in the middle. It was surrounded by a well-worn dark brown leather sofa and an equally aged rocking chair. When Hermione reappeared a short time later, he indicated his chin at the floor. Is that a nine? The lightly colored rug looked too precious to be hidden under furniture, but as small as her flat was, he couldn't imagine her keeping many things that didn't have any practical value. You know something about Persian rugs? I don't know the exact origin, just that it's supposed to be an original. I inherited it from my grandparents. She pointed at the rocking chair. That, too. And the sofa? That's from a flea market in Manchester. She shrugged her shoulders. I like things with character. It's probably silly, but I always thought it would be nice if old things could tell their story. I don't think it's silly. It would make history much more precise, wouldn't it? Just imagine the stories the British throne could tell. I suppose... She chuckled quietly, those adorable dimples showing again. Do you want a tall, or anything to drink? He declined both with a shake of his head, too focused on Hermione to pay any mind to drinks. The soft light turned the frizzy hairs refusing to cooperate with the rest of her curls into a golden halo, making her look like a saint from one of those gothic paintings. Sparse freckles decorated the bridge of her nose, but what drew his gaze were her plush lips. They looked soft with a pronounced Cupid's bow, and right now the corners were turned up in a smile. Was that an invitation? Of its own volition, his hand came up to trace her dimples. Her tongue flitted across her lips, then her eyes closed and she nuzzled his palm. His thumb slid down the back of her nose to her mouth, then over her lips. She opened her mouth, and before he could blink, she'd sucked his digit into it. Heat and wetness surrounded his thumb the suction immediately making him imagine the feeling of her mouth on his cock. He groaned, pulled his thumb out, and took her face between both of his hands. She looked at him from heavy-lidded eyes, then surged up to capture his mouth. But instead of a searing kiss, their noses bumped together, and they both jerked back. While Hermione giggled to herself, Draco was embarrassed that he couldn't even meet her lips without incident. Hermione's dimples showed again as her palms slid up his torso. 
Both hands came to cradle his face. She looked at his mouth, then closed her eyes and tilted her head before she expertly found his lips. Draco reveled in the feeling of her soft mouth on his, the pliant pressure she applied. Soon her hands wandered on to find a place in his hair. He groaned and increased the pressure as a very different kind of tension built within him. Her tongue flitted out and over the seam of his lips, and he couldn't help but flinch back, as if a spurt of cold water had hit him. He remembered only too clearly his handful of mortifying tries at sex, how the sloppiness of open-mouthed kissing had always doused the small flicker of arousal he'd felt in the first place. With Hermione, he was still hard, and he really didn't want to mess that up. What if he couldn't get it up again? Or if she thought him impotent? Hermione pulled back and frowned at him. He gave her a lopsided smile, then he closed his eyes and kissed her again. He'd just have to try harder. Thankfully, he hit his aim. One of his hands cupped her head, while the other traced down the side of her neck to her shoulder, eliciting an encouraging moan from her. This time, he was the one who let his tongue slip out. He ran it along her lower lip, mimicking her earlier motions. When she opened her mouth, he took the plunge and pushed his tongue inside. Spluttering, she drew back a little, which made him open his eyes. There was a question in her gaze, or maybe a wondering, but he didn't want her to linger on any thoughts about his obvious inexperience for too long. He kissed her again, more reluctantly now, opening his mouth just a little, and hoping she would take a lead he could follow. As she slid her tongue into his mouth, she did it with much less force, and less deeply than he had. She traced it over the top row of his teeth, then delicately tapped the tip of his own tongue with hers. So one didn't just shove their tongue into others' mouths when using tongues. He adopted her playful teasing, licking and kissing. As she sucked his lower lip between her teeth, he groaned at the sizzle of excitement which rushed to the base of his cock. There was no dousing of arousal. On the contrary, maybe kissing with tongue wasn't that bad, as long as it was with Granger. Her hands moved from his shoulders to his chest, where she searched for his nipples. As soon as she found them, she pinched them slightly. Draco gasped into her mouth, lust sending another array of sparks to his cock. He didn't think his trousers could get any tighter, but they proved him wrong. Her fingers trailed lower, over the closed buttons of his shirt and along the waistband of his slacks. But as soon as her hand reached his cock, he flinched back in reflex. The moment his lust-addled brain registered what his body had done, he cursed himself. Hermione reared back, and her eyebrows knitted together as she appraised him. Are you sure you want this? Her cheeks were an appealing pink, but he didn't think it was with arousal since she was squinting at him. Is this some sort of bet amongst you and your friends? Let's see if he can get in her pants. No. He grappled for excuses that would explain his reaction without revealing the truth. Draco was sure that knowing he was a fucking, ha, virgin would only lead her to laughing her arse off and then kicking him out. He was also positive that this rejection would crush him, and who knew if he'd ever get another shot with her. He leaned forward and pressed a lingering kiss on her mouth. No, I really want to. And it's no bet, not at all. The squint around her eyes remained. This is not about me getting a pity fuck from you, is it? Draco spluttered 
Granger needing wizards taking pity on her to get laid? She wasn't only pretty and smart, she was also a revered war heroine. He, on the other hand? He knew for a fact that the women who approached him were only in it for bragging rights, or because they were angling for a permanent position as a girlfriend or wife. Despite the war and the reparations the Malfoys had to compensate for, his family were still rich enough to grant a comfortable lifestyle. He also knew for a fact those women didn't do anything for his libido. Not like Granger did. With the few others he had tried anything with, there hadn't been tingling skin, no urge to kiss and lick and nibble. Draco could say, in all honesty, that he had never been this hard around anyone else before. She shuffled away. I know I'm not built like a model. Hermione squared her back like she'd done towards Potter earlier. Draco didn't like that one bit, especially when she stuck her chin out defiantly, too. He couldn't tell her the true reason, though he could be truthful about some things. I like what you look like, Hermione. You're an attractive woman. He let his eyes fall to her tits. Granger rolled her eyes a bit, but there was also a small twitch to the corner of her mouth. To emphasize how much he liked her breasts, he reached both hands out and stroked over them. Bolstered by how she leaned toward him, he slid his palms down to her hips. I like those, too. Nice to hold on to them. Advantageous to have a good grip in certain situations, I imagine. Idiot. Imagine? He cursed his mouth running about without much filter and hoped she didn't notice his slip-up. Hermione shot him a deadpan glare, but the defiance had fallen off her face. As he moved on to her plump arse and squeezed it, she squealed a little, a mixture of a laugh and a huff breaking free. This time, as her hand wandered to his cock, he was better prepared. She gripped him through the fabric, rubbing up and down until he thought he'd burst. Wait! she said, just as he ground into her hand and was getting nearer to spilling into his boxers. As embarrassing as that would be, he also couldn't deny that Granger did an exceptional number on him. She stopped her hand, and he wanted to whine. You imagine? You don't know? Slip of the tongue, he said, and tried to distract her with a kiss. She tilted her head, taking a step back to look him up and down. Sloppy kisses that improved quickly, flinching back when I tried to touch you, not knowing how hips feel in your hands. Draco Malfoy, is this your first time? He winced reflexively, but he tried to cover it up immediately by shaking his head. Of course not, he scoffed. Hermione wouldn't want to deal with a bloody virgin. She considered him with calculation in her eyes. I don't believe you. Raking her fingers through her hair in a practiced manner, she grimaced when they tangled into a snag. I'm not. He stopped when she shot him a flat look. He shrugged his shoulders and dropped his gaze to a spot on her sofa. Malfoy, I understand white lies and fibs to obtain sex, but if you're still a virgin at our age, I'll assume there's a reason beyond you being a pureblood. He sighed. There was no use in denying, and Granger always seemed to be fond of honesty, so it actually might earn him her favor. Being a Malfoy is a part, 
and not getting ensnared in any schemes has been hammered into my head for as long as I can remember. I suppose you're all read up on most pureblood customs. Hermione shrugged her shoulders at the same time as she nodded. Her face didn't look indifferent, but more expectant. You go into marriage immaculate, he continued. Only a parent-approved pureblood would do, of course. You're free to experiment, but not the whole way. That's how the oldest of the pureblood families have kept it for centuries. He half expected her to start tapping an impatient foot, though she didn't even blink. I hear a but here. He hesitated. Very few pure-blood families still adhered so strongly to the old values. The vast majority only kept up appearances. As long as it looked right on the outside, nobody cared what you did behind closed doors. Not doing anything at all, on the other hand. It wasn't the norm, and certainly would lead to persistent gossip, especially if it came from Granger. He swallowed hard. It was not feeling good to bear so much of himself, and he could only hope that she would never use it against him. Finally, he admitted, There aren't many people who raise my interest. Or other things. His friends might rib him occasionally, but they understood that it wasn't only his upbringing that had kept him innocent in carnal matters. Her gaze dropped to the placket of his now flattened trousers. The discussion hadn't been favorable for his erection. You didn't seem to have any issue to raise that only a few minutes ago. You are a rousing witch? Oh, Lord, she said, but she laughed. Some of her tension dissipated. Why? I can't be the only one you find appealing. What makes you think I'm a good candidate to deflower you? Doesn't the prospect of sending a big fuck you to any remaining pure-blood supremacists give you a thrill? Taking away the purity of the son of one of the biggest Death Eaters. She smirked, and he thought he had her, but she said, Don't try to deflect. We're not talking about my motivations. Why are we talking at all? Malfoy, if you're looking for a meek little girl to do your bidding without questions, you've picked the wrong woman. I've no interest in little girls, and meek is almost as off-putting as dumb. She tilted her head. Dumb puts you off. He shrugged, eyes flicking to hers, but only for a second before he focused on one of the paintings. Hmm. When she didn't say anything for a few long moments, he looked at her again. Her eyes became sharper, just like they did when they put clues together at work. Why? Dumb doesn't raise my interest, nor other things. A smile began to spread across her face, taking the edge off the relentless scrutiny. So, intelligence is what turns you on? She stepped into his space again, but didn't touch him. I wasn't expecting to give any lectures tonight, but does the thought of getting a lesson from me do anything for you? I'd do my best to explain properly, of course. A shuddering breath left his lungs. He'd gone limp during their discussion but now blood shot into his groin once more. Unwilling to articulate himself and choose words that might mess this up beyond repair, he grabbed her hand and put it on a stiffening cock. As she rubbed her palm over him, he groaned. You will have to promise to tell me if I do something you don't like. She kissed him lightly on the side of his jaw. 
He bowed down to touch his forehead to hers. I will. Don't hold back with your knowledge, though. I don't think anyone has ever said anything that sexy to me. Draco's chuckle turned into a moan when she nibbled on the side of his throat. I suspect I'm pretty impressionable when it comes to interaction with witches which are not family or school friends, he admitted. You really? Never? Not even with Parkinson or Greengrass? He shook his head. Not for lack of trying, but I seem to have a type. She snorted. I don't know many men who'd be repelled by such a thing as type. They might have a preference, but in the end... Hermione lifted her hands, leaving the sentence unfinished. He still knew what she meant. Had heard it from his friends often enough. He attempted levity. I always like to think I'm special. That you really do? She teased him. So? What exactly do you want me to do? She ran a finger down his neck and to where the third button of his shirt was still closed. His heart pounded against his ribcage. He would only have to say it out loud, and he'd finally lose his virginity at the ripe old age of twenty-six, or maybe on his twenty-seventh birthday. Soon, in any case. He shivered in anticipation. Hermione was crafty, and he didn't have the slightest doubt that she would make it pleasurable for him. But would he be able to satisfy Hermione? considering that he was more than green behind his virgin ears. Second thoughts? Granger asked with an indulgent smile as she let her hand fall away. No, Draco hurried to say. He grabbed her hand and put it back to the still-closed button. Just, I... He gestured vaguely with his free hand. She flicked the button open, then trailed the tip of her finger down to the next one. Not sure where to start? He nodded, looking down to where her touch burned his skin. His eyes wandered to the outline of her breasts. Suddenly he couldn't wait to see what type of underwear she wore on a night out. He mimicked her motions, but her purple, shimmery top didn't have buttons, so he just dragged his palm over her tits. The thin fabric molded to her skin, and he outlined the textured lace beneath his fingers. As he tried and failed to close his hands loosely around each of her breasts, he felt her nipples peeking through. Curiously, he thumbed them. Her back arched, pushing her tits into his hands and convincing him to repeat the motion. This time, a heavy breath left her lungs. So, Granger murmured, opening one button after the other until his shirt stood fully opened. Undressing seems like a good idea. He slid his hands under her top. Hot skin met his palms. And then? Where? Draco swallowed the rest of the sentence as she nudged him to one of the doors. She gazed at him from half-lidded eyes. Bedroom. My bedroom is a good place for you to lose your virginity. ETL Echo. Echoing Tales of Enemies to lovers.